Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode being visibly flamboyant. It's a crazy topic with a lot of different meanings. So hold tight, hold to your hair hat, as some of my friends would call it, you wigs, and let's dive into the quickie. Being on time to scheduled functions. <laughs> being on time to schedule functions. Is it being fashionably late? A cultural thing? Do you got what do you guys think? Like, I'm usually late, but not quite late. So it's like between like 15 and 30 minutes to like a function or some type of event. But in some, some may say it's very disrespectful to the host to show up to an event late. I'm okay with a little bit of tardiness, let's be honest. However, if I'm leave if I'm leaving to go somewhere or meet some friends for a dinner or hosting a dinner at my home, then I will expect everyone to be on time and trust me, they know my expectations. <laughs> so what do you guys think or do you guys even set expectations? for your friends and family, or do you go with the flow? I know lots of people who are very flowy, right? They just go move here and there and very spontaneous and how they do things, but I'm a extreme planner. And for me, being a little bit more rigid in that regard, it's it, it, I've personally challenged myself to be a little more flexible and go with the flow at times. Um, and so I do applaud myself for being able to adapt there. However, it is very frustrating when you invite people to things and they uh, show up late and even worse they leave early and that's the quickie for today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls joining us again on this episode of being visibly flamboyant is no other than mr flamboyant i'm joking paul prince your favorite consultant, communication specialist, and other. This is Paul Prince here in the Maryland DMV area. What's up? Is that a look plug for your business or something? Period. <laughs> so in this episode, you know, we really wanted to dive into a topic, but it kind of lends itself to like multiple different topics. So we purposefully use the word flamboyant because we really wanted to dive into all aspects of a person. Right. So let's just define it here. Flamboyant, a person or their behavior tending to attract attention because of their exuberance, confidence or stylishness. Right. It's 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 the outward perspective of someone or outward appearance of an individual. So let's dive right into appearance. So if someone is like flamboyant in their hairstyle, in their long nails, the color of clothes that they wear, how tightly fitted that the clothes that they wear, all of those things are the appearance of an individual. And someone would consider that to be flamboyant, a distraction. I would not. For example, I was at work maybe about two years ago when I decided to jump into the office. <laughs> One of those days I go in or went in. And I had that. Well, so let me clarify here. So in a natural hair space, <laughs> you know, 
when you're growing out your hair, there's a phase that we like to call, well, I like to call, what the fuck is this? It's that roughing it. It's <laughs> called roughing it. You look a mess. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's that, it's that really, I'm just growing my hair out. Okay, I see you a month later. What, what are you trying to do exactly? Because I'm in that between stage of my hair. It's not long enough, but you know, it's, it's not short either. And so you're in that, what I call that in between messy stage. And at the time, you know, I really, you know, did a lot of research and learning about like my hair and how to like grow my hair, uh, longer or faster air quote. <laughs> and that's a myth. There's no such thing, but I did the two strand twist. Everyone knows who do a natural hair out there. The two strand twist method will help protect your hair, but it also will help elongate as well as, um, allow your hair to grow a lot faster. And so because I was doing it, I was going into the office with my hair in all those different styles. And someone told me, I'm, I know we're not going to do this conversation in this episode. I get it. But someone told me in the building a non-black person said to me, you change your hair more than a, a female. Ooh. And I, ooh. And I, ooh. And I'm going to say this right again. Uh-oh. Uh oh You know what? It's cool. I understood a greater purpose for me in this job, and I did not want to go down that road. Others may have. I just chose not to. I And my words, and my response to her was, I do. And I kept moving. What's interesting about that is like, you know, a lot of times in life, we as individuals are always at many points and stages of our life trying to figure out who we are, what we want to do and where we're going. And I, I again, we talked about boxes uh, or we will talk about boxes. We will right? talk about boxes. And I feel as though there are so many people who aren't either comfortable with themselves or not comfortable outside of what they know. They try to box people into things, situations, appearances, sounds, or whatever that make them feel comfortable. Um, one interesting thing as XRC and I first conversed about doing this podcast, I was talking to a friend, another friend that I play basketball with, that talked about living visibly flamboyant. And um, he's a teacher. He deals with kids, and which, which is a really, really good reference. If you think about any kid that you know, maybe a nephew, your own kids, the niece, the friend's kids or whatever, kids are so innocent. They are so just themselves. Whatever personality they have, they do. They're uninfluenced, especially at early ages by anybody, even including their parents. And I truly feel as we grow up, we, especially because we're so impressionable and so vulnerable, impressionable and vulnerable, we allow external sources and people to to shape us into things and people uh, to styles and walks of life that may not be for us. Um, instead of uh, them allowing us to kind of grow into work through whatever we want to be. So as you listen to this episode, I really encourage you to think about you as a kid and how much you have changed due to external stressors, influences, and people who have imparted something on you, whether you wanted them to or not, and how it changed you. Absolutely. Um, so I will also add into the appearance, not just like hair, and it's not just a black thing. Let's be clear here. Mm -hmm. So there could, I could be talking about folks who have uh, hair extensions, 
uh, those individuals who wear wigs or hair hats. <laughs> I used to have a unit, just to be fair. <laughs> and and they're going through different hair transformations in the office, right? So here's the deal. If I was going through my hair transfer, not if, when I was going through my hair transformation, meaning growing my hair out, I could have worn like some type of turban or some type of hair covering while going through that stage to hide the different stages underneath. I chose not to. I chose to wear my hair in its natural state visibly at work. I also saw a director there at my job with purple hair, male and female. You know, you see some females in some jobs or some professions with long fingernails, right? All of these things are appearance, right? You see individuals who come into an office with very tight fitting clothing on, right? And those clothing may to some be inappropriate suggest it's inappropriate but to others it's very comfortable in who they are and it's the normal type of dressing for them right especially in those environments that do not have a workplace dress code right it's really up to you now granted there needs to be some level of discretion of your organization and your profession of where you work but don't get it twisted there are people who are flamboyant if you will in their outward appearance and sometimes as paul mentioned you have to be confident but also you have to you know those who are on the opposite side looking in why are we judging these individuals why am i consumed with the way that individual address is he or she or they providing the information the intelligence and the quality of work hey let's move forward i have no problem with it at all yeah it's um one thing i'll say for both sides for the people who are for the people who are flamboyant and living their truth and being who they are um it's it, it's it's gonna be hard it, it will be hard because there is not all the time that you will have people outside of your circle of influence and your network of support that will always embrace you as the person you are. Um, it takes so much energy trying to explain to somebody what it means to be black, what it means to be LGBTQ plus IA, what it means to be Come on, alphabets. A, <laughs> a, a black man in America, what it means to be a white man in America or a white woman in America or a black female in America. Or, or biracial. Latina, or biracial, Latinx or natural hair wearer or short. a person who overweight short overweight like we you know people are so judgy people are so um critical of other people and it's like why oh why? i know why so, there's some self-hate going on within an individual oh, that they're projecting on others but as a person that's the and i dare say target of this attention um, you just have to fortify yourself and be ready. Uh, one thing that I do before I walk out my house or before I start my day, um, I listen to, you know, um, inspirational music. I listen to affirmations, podcasts that feed my soul, that prepare me for any, that prepares me for anything that may be negative or that may come against me. On the flip side to that, as an individual, as you engage with others, um, be curious, seek to understand, you know, why people do what they do not to judge them but just to understand and allow them the space to be who they are a lot of times here because we've not grown up in a certain environment with a with people with certain hairstyles with people that wear certain clothes or 
dare I say it, you know, being a black man in America with men who aren't uh, toxically masculine, <laughs> we way, feel way of putting it right. We feel as though that something's different about them, something's abnormal, and that's not the case. I mean, they are who they are, and what they do in their bedroom, what they do in their career, what they do to their hair, to their clothes, or style, it should not matter to you if it's not hurting your person. Um, but I feel as though people in life, especially in the Western world, we care so much about fitting in or we care so much about people making us feel comfortable about ourselves that we endeavor to make them feel bad. We endeavor to make them feel small. We endeavor to put them in a box. Um, and that's not right. I mean, we're, we're all human beings. Um, some of us, we call ourselves aliens, but we, we're all human beings. Because we, we is. <laughs> but we should treat ourselves as such. So I'm going to get off my soapbox. We have a couple of other <laughs> Oh, topics no, there's no more soapbox to get off. We're going to jump right back on another one. Sexuality, <laughs> right? So Ooh. someone being flamboyant in the workplace. Be- Don't I sound sexy? Not really. Because they are gay. Outwardly gay. Outwardly visibly gay, right? But that could be a two-edged sword, right? There are effeminate guys who are heterosexual. So being visibly flamboyant doesn't suggest sexuality-wise that you are a gay individual. You're just very flamboyant in your demeanor, right? So I would say it is a challenge, you know, to some to be openly confident Mm -hmm. in working in the workplace. But it's always like a two-edged, as you mentioned earlier, two-edged sword, you know, I think when I was a little younger, I would I was a little more intimidated by those individuals who were openly gay in the workplace and how they had supreme confidence in who they were well, uh, in their individuality. And, and here I come, the same individual, but locking it up. Why am I locking it up? What am I ashamed of? Again, back to the comment I said earlier, it's always the outside person they're judging because there's something going on with them. And it also could be imposter syndrome, which could be induced by experiences that we've been shared or, or, or passed down over time of how people look at other people. I, again, dare you to think about you, yourself when you were a kid or kids that you're involved in, how carefree they are, how less judgy they are. Now, again, kids can be cruel when they reach a certain age. And again, I think it's more so Humans they become be that cruel. way because of what they've learned or what they've been um, imparted, what's been imparted upon them um, based on that person's negative experiences and what they feel the world is like and everything. But I, I always, I think when I think about this topic about living visibly flamboyant, when you think about a kid just living in like total glee and bliss of just like I'm oblivious to all the negativity and the badness and um, the dangers that lie in the world. I'm just living carefree. I feel like we should be those people more often. I think they kids are less judgy. Kids are more loving. Um, but it's these things that we allow to be imparted upon us and we get taught that allows us to become these people that become more judgy about people's appearances. And uh, we assume uh, or create assumptions of what sexuality looks like visibly because sexuality right. is not visible. That's correct. And so speaking of that, there are, I was actually looking at my phone just now, there are 21 states that protect individuals against um, being fired for, uh, and that includes the uh, District of Columbia for being um, uh, 
gay or because of their sexual orientation. So, you know, it's almost like you don't even have the protection to be yourself because of the law. We're, we're living in America where we all have equal opportunity under the law and to live a life in pursuit of happiness, if we will. But we really don't, because if I'm visibly flamboyant in the workplace, being my authentic self and someone is watching me uncomfortable because they secretly like me, let's let's call that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that individual, you know, has the power to fire me. That is the shit I don't like. Right. So, um, you know, I think it's important to recognize that there are differences, as Paul mentioned, in the world. And if you want to know. Ask the question in a very caring manner if you really want to understand. Just same thing about appearances that we talked about earlier about, you know, black hair. Um, It's important. You want to know? Ask the question. I actually have, I'm going to jump back on the conversation in a second. I actually have conversations with with non-blacks at my job about my hair because I want them to understand when you see this, this is what's happening. Not oftentimes we, we, we tell folks, oh, it's not our place to teach them what's well, not a place for anything in my in my book i'm offering that information because i want to ensure that these individuals are knowledgeable and understanding and that's not everybody it's just the folks who i think can appreciate the conversation and i'll put you like this whatever your flamboyantness is maybe how you speak how you look how you act how you do certain things i i would offer you if you are the only person like you that someone would meet be prepared to share your experience with someone and even if it's not in sharing sharing your personal experience have a resource or a link or something i mean we live in a digital age let's be fair everybody loves to text and social media and stuff like that have a resource you can point somebody to so they can learn more about people like you or people they think that you're like so that you don't have to feel so worn i mean i was talking to one of my um basketball friends i mentioned this earlier who is a um, cisgender presenting um, gay male and he's white and you know, he works in a school system. And so that, which is how we generated this topic This because it's so interesting how people will look at you and they make so many assumptions about who you are, what you do, where you go and how you act that they don't allow you the space or they don't allow space to be created to understand. And one thing I'll challenge about what um, X3C said, not all the time do you have to ask a question, I. but I b- do believe all the time you should create the space to allow people to be who they are and offer them the opportunity to tell you. Um, not all the time does a person want to be asked like, oh, so are you mixed race? Are you black? Are you white? Are you gay? Are you straight? Just allow yourself, allow the person the space to get to know you and you get to know them. And then obviously they'll offer that information or it will ultimately come out. But I feel when we get too concerned about being curious about specific things about people, then we begin to, you know, put them in boxes or not allow them the space to fully explain who they are, what they like, where they like to go and what they like to do. And in some situations it's, it's uncomfortable. So some individuals, don't want to disrespect an individual so they may Mm -hmm. not they may want to know but they don't want to ask the question because they may feel if i ask this question i'm disrespecting this individual so it's a two-way street obviously that's how communication work right it's not a monologue it's a dialogue and so when you guys are 
communicating at the curious individual, you know, be mindful, read the room and see when you can lean in. Right. And those individuals who are um, gay and very flamboyant in the workplace or even not flamboyant in the workplace, but are still gay, you know, listen to the, to the room, read the room as well and provide insight as necessary. Granted, you're not trying to tell your business. No one wants to know all the things and the details you, you do at home. But, you know, I find it's very fascinating. Um, early on in my career, I would hear individuals in meetings talk about their wives and their wives or their husbands. And oftentimes I would stay quiet and not say anything. Why change that? You know, I want to be just as equal as everyone else in the conversation. So when folks mention their conversations, I say my boyfriend or I call his name Renee period and i keep it moving they don't need to know any other information outside of that i don't even provide any other information outside of that i'm in the conversation at the exact same level that they are in the conversation and i think that's important because then individuals can then feel comfortable to come up to me at some point to ask some questions so i also let's let's shake up this table right here. shake it let's flip this no, no, table let's flip this bitch over so we talked about appearance and sexuality and stuff and you know obviously this is a a podcast that talks about business finance and the workplace and one thing that i would challenge us to think about like being a you know african-american a black brown woman in a man or woman in the workplace or even a caucasian uh individual in the workplace like people look at us and wonder like oh or or make comments about like why does he or she dress are they dressed like that why do they talk like that and everything like you know and and of course we've all done it and so one reason why i'm so passionate about this i see the person that i've grown to be and i feel so ashamed at all the times that i looked at maybe the the black female in the office that had natural hair and i was like oh why is she wearing her hair like that or the female regardless of race oh why is the clothes so tight or why are they so loose whatever or you know people often look at um non uh or just any ethnicity like oh i know you you speak so well oh, what the, the fuck does that mean that burns me up <laughs> I don't like that at all. you know i just feel like you know it's okay to be curious it's okay to to wonder about people but i feel like there's a fine line of being curious and wondering and offending people because you don't feel as though or you're portraying a assumption that that person can't um, measure up to a certain expectation or a certain levels certain skill set intellect intelligence because of their color because of how they look because of how they dress because of what their hair looks like that is crazy like we should allow people to surprise us allow people to again setting the space for people to be who they are and then from there becoming more curious i feel like we become curious too much too often too soon uh <laughs> without allowing the people to like show us who they are and then we start judging that's true and we start putting people in boxes not everybody who looks alike i'm throwing my air quotes up are the same right you know, each person two black individual. people walk through the door at one time don't mean we can our friends our friends we don't, don't like, like that mother i don't like i don't like know who that is looking at me with, <laughs> over there with that jacket on anyways uh you did mention uh what you felt ashamed about something i almost did look a side eye here just now but i also felt a little bit of shame uh prior to growing my hair out well i will actually judge individuals who wore wigs in the office mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i see why they do it now 
Right, right. And well, not always, but I mean, I can see when you're again going through hair transitions and you're going through those days where you just don't want to do much to your hair. And so it's a lot easy to throw on a wig or a hat or a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, it also maybe, you know, if I would have had those things on my head, maybe I wouldn't have got that question I got earlier. Um, but it also, you know, it just brings a bunch out, a bunch of topics out there. I mean, dare I even go to the Oscars <laughs> last weekend talking about hair and judging. And again, we, and sometimes we can be innocently trying to be funny or be uh, charismatic and start conversation with people, but we don't often think how does my, how do my comments or my curiousness or my actions impact and affect other people? It is crazy that we as individuals don't think now, you know, you know, some will argue, well, oh, you're just being too sensitive. No, I think you're being too ignorant and too close minded <laughs> of now. Again, and I keep saying this, creating a space where people can be themselves so that you allow them the opportunity to for them to show you and talk to you. Yes. And be who they are. Create that space. Um, I feel like um, there's one book that Champ and I read called The Velvet Rage. The Velvet. Where's that book? Is it over here? It's somewhere, but I don't know. And it uh, talks about don't don't under don't undersell it. I'm I'm if I remember, I'm gonna put this in the description of the notes. That book I read twice. Mm-hmm. Actually, almost forced some person on the other mic to read that book, and he did. I mean, a book is legit. It challenges you. Hated it. No, it was good. <laughs> it challenges you at your individual level or wherever you are. It challenged you, and I love that book for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where the primary or the crux of the book was about shame, how people use shame um, on themselves and on other people to keep people small, minimize or to make to fit in. And and it's it's sad that I applaud all the abnormal or the people who are seen to be abnormal, all the people who are seen to be living out loud all the people who are seen to be different who are doing it and i know some of you are suffering in silence i know it's not always easy it's not always uh roses and and chocolates <laughs> chocolates. um <laughs> chocolate is it dark uh, especially chocolate? after a good edible is it dark chocolate Ooh, no i like 7-eleven cookies let me stop so <laughs> what <laughs> i love that what's happening here no but i <laughs> it is hard like i literally used to look at people who i knew were like me in some way maybe you are creative maybe you you're a foodie whatever it is and you you live your your truths and i'm sitting there like oh that's cool but that's not me and you you minimize yourself you shrink yourself and so i've always applauded those people who have paved the way for all other different abnormal or abnormally seen people so now that they can be themselves, be themselves. You know, I we we talk about demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, and I want to get down to like details here. So when we talk about demeanor, there's a cultural aspect that must be pointed out. There are individuals from different cultures. Not everyone in the same culture, air quote, race, ethnicity, are the same. But culturally, there are some norms. Mm-hmm. And when in a workplace, in the in, in a classroom, if you will, there are you know many different ethnicities there. So it's important that we understand to to understand the different cultures out there. 
you know, do your due diligence. You do your own research, but also you can ask questions yeah, yeah. sometimes about how people do different things. You know, I have a friend who joked with me about um, me being a sassy black friend of his. <laughs> oh, this thing is sassy. <laughs> and I am. Um, but the funny part about it is it's somewhat part cultural, right? I kind of picked up on those clues and, 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 and mannerisms, if you will. I'm from New Orleans, ho. Basically. <laughs> and, and in doing so, you know, there are some cultural norms there, right? Where I'm a little bit more expressive, demonstrative in my talking, in my way of being, right? That's just who I am. Folks will say, Warren, you're loud or you're upset. No, I'm passionate. I am very calm. I'm just passionate on the topic, right? I'm, again, demonstrative. Mm. But there are different cultures out there that are very direct in their word choices. There are different, you know, it's not just culturally. There's also people in their style, who their character is as well. So I just want you guys to really, like, think about it, like, demeanor of individuals in your office, in a workplace. Those individuals who are, you know, outwardly expressive. Those who are the complete opposite, who are recluse. And you know what? I and just to be fair, well, tearing, you want to be fair all te the time. Tearing the veil down. I think the people in the workplace or in business who suffer from that the most is black and brown people. With you know, from the angry angry black man to the sassy black woman to the saucy Latin ex woman or the to the no compassion Asian. Yeah, like it. I. You know, people look at them like, oh, they have you know, all these things going on. And like, ooh, I feel offended. Ooh, I feel attacked. And I'm just like, dude, like, you don't even know me. You haven't even allowed me the opportunity or the space to show you who I am. And so... Who I is. Who I is. And so <laughs> I, I keep harping on that because I feel as though, you know, we, we often talk about being curious and asking, asking questions. But people are tired. People are frustrated with having to always answer questions and provide the due diligence and research for you that is there's true. so many books and resources out there and again if if you reach me on the basic human level i think each individual pe person will allow you to get to know them from there uh, but it's all about comfortability and you know what Let's flip this all the way around. No, let's flip it all the way around. It's okay if you are who you are and you don't want to explain. If you do what you do and you don't want to tell people, this is why I do what I do. Correct. It is okay. It's it is not okay. none of your business. Again, in the world of work, if I'm doing my job and I'm getting it done, I'm good. Um, I know that there are challenges for individuals who have customer-facing jobs. Um, but, it, but then again, you know, there's also educational opportunities for mm -hmm. firms, companies, and agencies to show customers like, look, we love all people. We, ex we express and not express, we accept and, um, we hire everybody. Like we want to be a good representation of our environment. Yeah. You know, we talk about demeanor again and being who you are, you know, I think it's very important to understand this assimilation. There are individuals who expect you to assimilate to their work or mm -hmm. culture, their work culture, if you will, right? That is where I think we're really trying to teeter that line here. It's, it's not about assimilating because let me tell you right now, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it ain't happening if you don't understand my words clearly here. Okay, we have a little snafu here. One second. Yeah. So when it comes to assimilating in the workplace, you know, I find it very challenging 
for others because I'm going to be who I am. And I often have a conversations with some of my friends about the word code switching. You ever heard it? Google it. Google it. But I could tell you right now, I don't code switch. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not at all. I am who I am 100% of the time, wherever I am, because that's who is, that's who I is. So it's interesting. We talk about code switching and I will tell you like being from the Bible Belt South, it is so interesting to where like you grow up in, you know, Southern Baptist church and you only do certain things or whatever. And when you become more educated and more experienced and well-traveled, like you learn like, oh my God, there's much more. There's a um, planet out there. Yeah. And not, you know, just the things that you not America in your small community. <laughs> and so I feel like that's the challenge that individuals have when it comes to realizing that they're code switching because all their life they've been taught x y and z all their life they've been imparted that you should do you should say you should go you or whatever and once you again you have experiences you get more education um you realize like wow there's much more out there than i've experienced much more out there than i've been taught uh, or exposed to and there's nothing wrong with that nothing at and all so i struggle with when people personally when people say you're code switching i'm like am i code switching or am i just being who i am because again i feel like a person can be a chameleon um my work persona may not be the same as my hey let's get a club you know go to the club or hang out or my i'm at home you know cooking i was about to say something that i don't say (laughs) (laughs) but you know my personas in these different spaces may be different and i feel like that's okay right but i feel what um xc is saying is like when you code switch like you're purposely yeah uh, deceiving i want to say this i feel like sometimes it's it's consciously and unconsciously protecting yourself by switching to a language or a body language or an expression that shields you from ridicule so i feel like that to fit into an environment or fit in yeah because of ridicule right so i feel like that's what i define code switching as but again a lot of times because of our learned behaviors um from young we are you know being who we are until we kind of like unlearn certain things which is a thing i feel like there's some unlearning that a lot of individuals have to do and i feel like that's why we're having this conversation right now about you know you know us encouraging others to visibly be flamboyant be themselves and others to allow others a space and opportunity to be visibly flamboyant and be themselves that's correct so let's talk about is it confidence in some cases or people purposefully have a persona that they are trying to to illustrate in the workplace both (laughs) (laughs) so so confidence could be relative i i feel Uh, yeah absolutely yeah because you have like like we talk about um there's a line there there's a thin line maybe and i forget these different tests but it's like the personality test the um, mice breeds that one are the am i introvert not introvert or the oh, i'm an njqp that's my bricks is that really yeah because okay. i'm a, i think i'm a e n j t yeah i'm something like that extrovert um uh with something. my firm we do a, a business chemistry test and i am a pioneer slash driver pioneer 
Yeah, I come re- up with like all the. You may want to retake the great that test. idea. You want to retake that one? I don't know. <laughs> and the driver is the person that like you know make sure it's like, hey, I am you know behind collaborating with my team. I'm giving them all the resources, putting them in a position. For example, oh my god! So about like two or three years ago, oh my god! If not, maybe <laughs> a little bit longer. X3C was going for an interview for a a certain agency that I was supporting at the time. Ooh, that conversation. Ooh, let's talk and about it. It back it back doors our um, backs up to our earlier conversation about natural hair. Absolutely. And at the time, that was when he was first growing out his hair. Um, the fro was was massive. It was massive. But it was also on motherfucking point. And crispy, wispy know, lining so and I fresh s- fade. Let's clarify. Give all the details. <laughs> so I said Suit was snatched. Suit was snatched. Are you leaving out all the details? No, no. Trust me. The it, he was very much professional and the I knew would be the the best and perfect pick. But I was like, hey, which is a conversation that we probably all have with ourselves. Hmm. If I be myself in this moment, will I get this opportunity? And Bingo. so one thing he said that I think was so profound for me was that, you know what? If they don't hire me for this job because of my hair, then this job is not meant for me. Absolutely not. And then, you know, he later then said, I sat down at the table, walked into the room, and I knew I would get this job because I looked around the table and I did not see me or I did not see people who might be accepting of a person like me. Not only that, I also didn't see people because they took me on this little walk, one floor to the next floor to get to this room. <clears throat> and I didn't see anyone like me throughout the entire space on both floors. I sat into the room and I immediately knew my outward appearance, my flamboyant outward appearance, and I'm using that word purposefully, because I wasn't necessarily flamboyant in my opinion. I was a normal black African-American male. I am not my hair. But I is. <laughs> and I, again, Paul, he remember good memory there. I literally called him and told him, this is not the place for me. I knew I was being judged the entire time. Not because of my words, because I knew I was one of the top candidates. In fact, the HR uh, specialist called me and says it's between you and one of the individual guess what they didn't fill that job at all period so one thing i challenge the listeners to do too when you think about we talked about uh confidence or portraying a certain uh image because of uh what we really want or that we don't want to be really cute think about online dating and i know this is about business this is yeah. about <laughs> tech this is about finance but it even goes into our personal life when it comes to dating. You know, those of you, and I know not many of you, lies, who are on, you know, online social media dating apps. You know, think about those pictures or those certain angles uh, or certain outfits that you will only post so that you can get or garner the attention that you want. And so, again, like, I, I feel like this, this topic goes across so many dif- different mediums of our lives. And... It comes to a point where you have to decide, you know, am I being my true authentic self? Am I, you know, selling or marketing what people will actually get to see or who I want people to get to know? Right. And you do yourself a disjustice, whether it's in a workplace or in your personal life, when you when you're not being yourself. Because at the end of the day, they're gonna see you. 
or you will be seen. And <laughs> if you are not showing who you really are, people wouldn't notice that. I mean, hell, everybody, we've all watched Catfish. Don't right. be a catfish. <laughs> Don't be a catfish. Don't be fish. Don't be- <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the, I mean, let's be here. I mean, let's be clear here. There are risks to being yourself in a non-forgiving, unconforming type of environment. Mm-hmm. I get it, right? But you have to challenge yourself and ask yourself, am I willing to sacrifice who I am to fit in? Or I'm going to blast through that door and be me 100. Yep. And when you see some of the most successful people, and when I say successful, I'm not only meaning about money or they have certain materialistic things, but people who are happy in life. Happy. They are being their authentic selves. Absolutely. It is so hard to to keep on a mask, to keep on a guy's um or a cloud of catfishing trying to show people of you know something that you're not like it's it's much more easy just to be yourself and live life as yourself um yeah i just yeah it's i I say it reluctantly because i know that it's not always easy because there's always going to be forces and external um experiences and people who will always try to come against you and everything but you have to think about what's best for you and your mental health because and and again i will throw that behavioral health and mental health um uh topic in there again because let's be frank i i think there are studies that talk about there's a high number of transgender individuals that suffer from behavioral health issues absolutely and it's not the fact that them being transgender is a the reason behavioral health right issue is the fact of the ridicule the imposter syndrome and all the other things the that policies that are written against them yeah attacking them like the the one in texas attacking those kids like children arkansas yeah it's yeah florida it's and many more states many more well i'll say this is a good chat you know we really had a good discussion it's not an easy conversation to have but it's also you know, I just want to give support to you guys who are out there going through these type, different type of challenges. And if, you know, you want to talk to me about it, shoot me a message. I'm all ears. I like to talk as you can already tell. So thank you again, Paul, for staying for this episode. Uh, to support this channel, don't forget to download the Pie Bean app and purchase Golden Beans. Any donation would be greatly appreciate, appreciated on my next live stream. Remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Peace.